It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Introducing Built to Last, a new podcast by American Express. I'm Elaine Welteroff, and I'm excited to host the debut season where we will be deep diving into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Through these important conversations, we'll hear how the Black business leaders of our past have inspired today's Black-owned small businesses and communities. Join us for the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Did the Bengals' defense do anything that surprised you at all? No, I don't think so. Um, You know, they, uh, you know, every game there's wrinkles, you know, and and so you try to anticipate what they might do and... um, uh, you know, they had some pressure stuff early, and then I think we, um, you know, we were able to handle it and continue to move the ball and make some plays. And, um, you know, and then obviously third quarter got, got out of hand a little bit. Got out of hand a little bit. I'm James Erpine, and welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast, coming to you from my home office with the Bengals. <laughs> they got their head kicked in today at Paul Brown Stadium, 51-14. Coming up, you're going to hear from John Ross. You just heard... From Drew Brees, I got to talk to Drew. And, uh, yeah. hey, Drew, did, were you surprised by that uh, that Swiss cheese Bengals defense that they didn't have a game plan for you? No, not at all. They uh, they did exactly what we expected, and that's why we scored 51 at Paul Brown Stadium on the road. <laughs> uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. It is so great to be with you. I wish it was on Better circumstances, right? I mean, I don't think many people gave the Bengals a shot going into this game. But 51-14, to 14, they got their tail kicked in. I mean, they got their head kicked in and then kicked in some more and kicked in some more. Let's start with some team stats before we dive into uh, interviews. I'm going to get to a lot of your voicemails today. I think on a day like today, what we all know what's going on, and, and I want you guys to have a voice. I, I tweeted out during the game the the Locked on Bengals hotline, which is 513-666-0328. I just looked at some of your voicemails. We will play them on the show today in a post-game edition of this Locked on Bengals podcast on a Sunday evening. Bengals fall to 5-4 and four on the year. Meanwhile, the Saints improve. They've won eight straight and are now 8-1. and one. And honestly, so they're three games back. If you look at it from that perspective, uh, they're much more than that. There's a bigger gap between these two teams. Total first downs today. You ready for this? 33-13. to 13. The Saints had more rushing first downs than the Bengals had first downs. Think about that. They passed for as many first downs as the Bengals had first downs. And the Saints also had two first downs because of penalty. They were 7 of 12 on third down conversion. The Bengals were a whopping 0 for 6. On fourth down, the Bengals were 1 for 2. The Saints were one for one. Look, it's just, it's one thing after another after another with this team. Uh, Here's what I'll say. I was wrong. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I was wrong. Remember when I said I was buying stock into the Bengals defense? Well, I bought at the wrong time because it's tanked. That stock has tanked since I bought stock. And it was low already. But now it's in the negative. Now the Bengals defense is going out of business and I'm stuck with some worthless stock. 
that, uh, yeah, I'm just holding it. I'm holding it, and it, it's bad. I should have sold. I, I shouldn't have bought. I should have ran away from it. I should have listened to those of you who talked about it. I just thought that this team could figure it out. The numbers are staggering, and, and I tweeted these out. Lance McAllister was the one who tweeted them out earlier today, and I retweeted them. Get this. From last year to this year, the, the difference defensively, They gave up 339 yards per game last year, 448 per game this year. Last year per play, 4.97 yards. This year, 6.8 yards per play. Points per game, 21.8 last season. This year, 29.6. Third down conversions, nearly 41% last year. This year, 56% of the time, opponents get a first down on third down. And... Today, it was honestly, the Saints just, they kept getting third and one, third and two, third and one, third and two. You're going to convert those. The Bengals' defense couldn't do anything. The Saints scored nine straight possessions. What? What? And that's why I asked that question of Drew Brees that you heard at the top of the podcast. I asked that because the answer is pretty simple. I wonder, did the Bengals do anything on their bye week? Did they do anything at all? Did the defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin, do anything? Someone turned to me in the middle of the game when it was starting to get out of hand. And he said, and I'm not going to say who it was. He said, why do the Bengals have a defensive coordinator? And, and normally I would shoot it down and I'd say pump the brakes. And I'd say, come on, you're trying to be funny. That's not funny. But why do they have a defensive coordinator? Think about it. A defensive coordinator is supposed to help stop the offense, help the st- help stop what's going on. And I just think it's everything. Someone asked me on Twitter, is it scheme? Is it players? Is it injuries? It's everything. It's talent. It's injuries. It's scheme. It's the way the NFL is today. The NFL today and going into this game and going into next Sunday's game and going into the Sunday after that and the Sunday after that. And it's what, what is it? we got Baltimore and then uh, the Browns. You're going to have to force turnovers. Did the Bengals ever even get close to forcing a turnover today? That's what this defense is. That's what that's what they have to be. And that's fine. That can be successful, but you have to force them. You have to get pressure. You have to put the pressure on your opponent. Last I checked, and it was the whole time Drew Brees was in, there was two quarterback hurries. Two. Dos. That's it. It's insane. It's insane. 509 total yards of offense. For the New Orleans Saints. 284 for the Cincinnati Bengals. 74 offensive plays to 43 offensive plays. Time of possession. Let, let, let me look at this here. Time of possession, 39, 39 minutes, excuse me, and 46 seconds for the Saints. 20 minutes, 14 seconds for the Bengals. The Bengals have allowed 2,000. 117 yards in their last four games. What? 2,117 yards in four games. They're coming off of a bye. And I get it. Drew Brees and that Saints offense, they're going to do that to a lot of people. And I'm not happy with the defense either. All right? I'm not happy with them. Or the offense, excuse me. I'm not happy with them one damn bit. And I'll get to them in a second. But this defense, I wonder where the hell they went for the bye week. Because they haven't come back yet. And maybe they should come back and show up for the first time this season, next Sunday, with the season 
I'm not going to say riding on it, but by God close, that's a huge game. And that ends Baltimore's season. If you beat Baltimore in Baltimore, they are not going to the playoffs. If you lose that game, they're right back in it and they're ahead of you in the standings potentially. So if you're the Bengals, you better find a damn way to clean it up. They had a whole extra week. Did nothing with it. Did absolutely nothing with it. It's insane to me. We'll get to your voicemails coming up in just a few minutes. Um, I I do want to get to this real quick. Um, Actually, no, let's take a quick break and and we'll get to your voicemails as well. Up next, we'll talk about the offense. Up next, we're going to discuss the good and bad. And there's more bad than good, obviously, when it's 51 to 14. Um, And you're going to hear from John Ross, who talked with reporters after the game. We'll get a, a status check on his health. I talked to him before all the reporters gathered around. Uh, as well. So we'll get to that and more as we roll on. I'm James Erpine, and I got to give you a, a, a quick uh, shout out to my bookie because my bookie, it, it, look, if you're betting on sports, you need to do it with my bookie. It is awesome. They have the best mobile site in the industry. They have in game betting, they have live betting. You could do over unders on fantasy points. You could bet, let's say you wanted to make it interesting at halftime when the Bengals are already gotten their head kicked in. You could do it by going to MyBookie online and betting on the second half line. So you can do that. You can do so much there. NBA, Major League Baseball, obviously college football, NFL in one spot. It's MyBookie online. And right now, they're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar. All you got to do is go to MyBookie online and type in promo code LOCKEDON25 with your first deposit. They're going to match it dollar for dollar. You're going to be able to make money on the games that you know. And if you... I had, and I tweeted this out today, I had the Saints by 10, which means they would have covered the four and a half point spread. If you would have done that, then you would have won money. So you can do that. You can do it with my bookie. So go there now. Use promo code LOCKEDON25. You play, you win, you get paid with my bookie. Again, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, my bookie. Promo code LOCKEDON25. This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. This podcast is brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made the purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door, or you can go and pick it up from one of the coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy, ensuring that you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check it out, the nation's fastest growing auto retailer at Carvana.com, C-A-R-V-A-N-A.com, Carvana.com. Hey, what's happening? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? 
No, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code LOCKEDON to get your deposit match halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. The offense was awful. I'm going to come out and say it. The offense was bad, and we're going to focus on the defense, and they deserve to get destroyed all week. The offense was dreadful. It was atrocious. It was ridiculous. It was a, a bunch of, of words that, I, honestly, I don't even know if I want to say here. Um, here's what I'll, I'll tell you. Joe Mixon averaged five and a half yards per carry. And somehow they forgot to get him the ball. Joe Mixon is your best offensive threat. And somehow they forgot to get him the ball. And I mean that. When A.J. Green is not on the field, Joe Mixon is the, the guy. He's the guy, no one else, not John Ross, and I'm the John Ross guy, not Tyler Boyd, and Tyler Boyd's having a great season, and I think he's a baller. No, 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 no. Joe. It's Joe. And more Joe, and more Joe, and more Joe. I'm sorry, but in a game like this, when Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara combined for 25 carries, 160 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground... You need to get Joe Mixon involved. You do. And I had a problem from the jump with this game. Why in the hell if you're Marvin Lewis? Why in the hell would you say, all right, we're going up against Drew Brees. We have a Swiss cheese defense. It is it is holier than Lau on a Sunday. They're, we're going to give up all the yards. That's what we do on defense. Why would you defer? The game was already over by the time the Bengals got the ball to start the second half. Why in the hell would you defer? And I know that's not the plan. Oh, it's not the plan. To, uh, so what? The Saints opening drive was 15 plays, 75 yards, and it took nearly 10 minutes off the clock. I will confirm here. Let, let me confirm that here. Eight minutes and 30 seconds off the clock. 15 plays, multiple, I think three third down conversions. Are you out of your damn mind, Marv? Like all of those little things matter. You got to take that into consideration. All right. Well, our offense is probably going to have to win us this game if we're going to win. Our defense is going to have to force turnovers. You know what we should do? Try to take the lead to start because if not, it could get ugly. We're without our best player. We need to get our offense in a rhythm. Let's get it in a rhythm from the jump. And they didn't. It was tied, which is crazy how quickly this game changed. It was tied 7-7 with 1.56 to go. In the first quarter. It was 35-7 to at half. <laughs> I mean, whoo! 
what a difference here. Um, look, I think Andy Dalton was below average today. 12 of 20, 60% completions, a buck 53, sacked four times, had a touchdown, two picks, both picks, I think. One on him, the other just, it's batted. So maybe he telegraphed it. But but the one where he throws it into double coverage to Ross, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Because if you throw that ball, and, and I'm fine with the throw, but if you throw it, you can't leave it short. If you're throwing a deep ball, throw it. Either throw it into the back of the end zone because it was right before halftime. It cost the Bengals seven points. Uh, it, it, it maybe would have been a 10-point swing. Throw it to the back of the end zone. That way either Ross catches it or it falls incomplete or it goes out of the back of the end zone. You know, it, it's that's what you do if you're going to take that shot. Instead, he left it short. Ross had a, a step, but I, I don't know if he hauls it in. And then it gets intercepted, returned, and, and Michael Thomas has a touchdown right after that. And that, that was it. That was the knockout blow. It was 28-7, quickly became 35-7. Quickly. Um, th- this offense was awful today. They got the ball down 21-7. And I'm just going here. I, I didn't write anything down. I just know the critical point. Like this this is when the game's over. And, and a lot of people are going to point to, well, when, when you had the false start, fourth and six, down 14-7, it was over. And I don't think that was the case. It was over when it was 21-7. Bengals are set to receive 534 to go in the first half. And I tweeted this out. You have to, if you're the Bengals, Take the ball, march downfield, use up all of the clock, leave no time for Drew Brees, and make this 21-14. You do that, you go into the half, you come out, you receive the ball at the the start of the second half, you go score, you tie the game up. Then you're right back in it. That is how you got to view it. And that's just part of the NFL today. That's part of it when you have the defense you you have uh, for this Bengals team. And that's part, honestly, it's par for the course when you're going up against a quarterback like Drew Brees. That's how you do it. And they couldn't. Go three and out. Andy gets sacked. New Orleans goes down and scores. Then the Bengals still have a minute plus to go. They go try to get points. Don't because Andy throws a dumb ball. And then boom, seven more. And just like that, 21 to seven with 530 to go is 35-7 at halftime. Game over. It was that quick. And uh, speaking of quick, John Ross, Mr. Quick, had two receptions today. 39 yards. Was second on the team in receptions, tied with uh, Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon. Tyler Boyd had three receptions for 65 yards. C.J. Uzama had three receptions for 23 yards. Here's John Ross with reporters after the game. And I will talk about Ross on the other side of this. But uh, here's Ross who finished with two receptions, 39 yards, and a touchdown, his third of the season. He talked with reporters after the game. You know, we just got to get back and watch the film. And then, you know, we'll have some answers after that. You know, it's hard for me to just sit here and point a finger and say, you know, what was wrong. Um, we all know we didn't play our best game. And, you know, it's something we need to come in tomorrow and correct and move forward. You had to feel good after the first drive and think, okay, we can we can run with these guys. How did the mentality change as the team, uh, especially when you go into half down 35-7? I mean, well, we we knew from, you know, from the start of the game, we can, we can run with anybody. We have... Offense, you know, with or without, you know, everybody, we can, we, we have a lot of talented guys who can go out and play, you know. Um, we just got to be consistent and everybody got to do their job and do it to the best ability. What's it like for the offense when you know we want to get back out there and try to keep up with these guys and Breeze is just converting over and over again? A chance, the first time you've had to face him in the league, what, what's it like to look at him and see him keep the ball away from you guys? I mean, what's more about us? You know, that's kind of what we talk about. Um, 
you know, so we see that we like we get excited because it's another we get another opportunity to go out there and you know make it make the game even more special than it already is. You know, so you know we we want to go out there and put just as many points as on the board as they they did. Or I mean, of course more, but you know we want to do the same thing. How did you feel physically? Good, good. I mean, we I felt real good out there. Um, you know, first time in a long time where you know I got a chance to do a little more. So. Felt real good. John, was anything tweaked on that final catch, or was that was that nothing at all? Nothing really. Probably just fatigue. You know, okay. just a lot of fatigue. I mean, it was going, 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 and no huddle. So, you know, just real tired. You that next week? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, for you as a competitor, John, to look up at the scoreboard. I mean, any athlete, right, and see fifty-one to fourteen. Is that embarrassing for you? How hard is that to take? It's tough. It's real tough. <clears throat> it's real tough. I think you can tell. When, um, we we fight hard all week long. Uh, nobody like losing. You know. Um, a lot of us don't like losing at all, you know. So it's just real tough, you know, to see that, and it's just something we got to go out there and, you know, continue to fix and move forward from. Mentally, winning one game in the last four, how do you make sure that things don't backslide with this team? We keep fighting. We keep fighting. We still got a fighting chance, and um, a lot of things can change. Uh, this is this is the league that we're playing, you know, and I think uh, everyone understands that you can be, you can start off great and, <clears throat> you know, slow down, or you can start slow and, you know, speed up, you know. So it's a it's a lot of things that that can be changed. I know the offense didn't have a ton of chance today, based on where the, the game the game went. Do you still have a lot of confidence in what this offense can do? Of course, of course. I mean, we. <clears throat> just like the first drive, you got you can tell we have a lot of people who can do a lot of things. We got guys who can make so many plays, and you know we don't have AJ. You know, so you know, imagine everyone. You know, we, we got Gio back, um, Joe's being Joe, and you know Tyler Boyd's doing his good thing, and imagine, just imagine everyone else back. You know, so it's, there's there's no confidence lost in our offense, and I think you know, like I said, we move forward from here, and a lot of guys are going to come back, and we're going to continue to make plays. The first drive, you didn't get the third down. I mean, mm-hmm. first and second down, you score a touchdown. Mm-hmm on eight plays, but then during the game, went 0 for 6 on third down. So those third down conversions or lack of converting on those third downs was big, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. That's on us. Um, we know that, and as we know we, we got to be better from that. And um, you know, all we can do is move forward and figure it out and continue to fight and you know put an emphasis on, emphasis on things like that. So I know we will for sure. It's a tough loss. Tough loss for the Bengals. Tough loss. Uh, here's what I'll say about John Ross. He told me he's fine. And I know a lot of athletes say that. I think did he tweak his groin? Maybe a little bit. Sure. Easy to do once you pull it. That's what's tough with those. That's not a Ross thing. That's a human thing. Here's what I'll say. I think he's going to play next week. I think he's fine. And I think today was a good day. <laughs> I don't have the snap counts in front of me. But it, it looked like to me, this is the type of stuff that you can build on uh, for a Ross. He's got three touchdowns on the season. Had two receptions today. Six targets. A couple of the targets, though, it's not like he didn't have any drops, by the way. Everyone tells me how he's, he drops the ball. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how, why people view him the way they do, why it feels like there's this weird elephant in the room when it comes to number 15. When he's gotten in there this season, outside of the one play in Carolina, it's been about right. You know, he's at, he has one drop that I remember, and it's in Baltimore. Today, he was fine. I mean, the, the route for the touchdown made a lot of sense. It was a good route. It, it was a good play. Uh, the route um, with, with Jeff Driscoll where he found him for the 37-yard catch, that's a touchdown if Driscoll hits him in stride. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I look at him and I think, okay, he's building on that. That's his ninth NFL game, and he looked like he could be that guy. He looked like he could be one of the guys. You know? It, really. Now, 
here's what I'm concerned about. If you don't have A.J. Green next week, and I don't expect him back this week, there's a report that Schefter, which if you listen to Locked On Bengals, I would have told you I expect him out for a month. Um, Adam Schefter said he Green might not be back until December, which is expected based on what I've heard. That said, I've also talked to people that said, yeah, A.J., He's chomping at the bit. He's going to try to go next week. I think that's way too soon. I don't think that happens. And assuming you're without him, you got to find a way to get Ross or Boyd moved. I mean, those are your guys. Those are the receivers. I know people love Auden Tate and all that, and Cody Kors is going to be out there, and so is Alex Erickson. It's ride Joe Mixon, ride Joe Mixon, ride Joe Mixon. And if I'm Baltimore, I'm doing everything I can to take away the run game next week. And then if you're the Bengals, okay, let's have a plan in place where we can get Ross and or Boyd and Boyd, honestly, not or, Ross and Boyd open in a position to have success. There was a screen pass that I loved, quick bubble screen to Tyler Boyd that went for 37, no, 36 yards, excuse me. And I loved it. It was perfect. Can Ross get one of those? Not that I don't like Boyd and not that Boyd shouldn't get him. Of course he should. I mean, he's your your playmaker at wide receiver. He's the guy right now. He's established. He came into this game on pace for 98 receptions. Totally get it. But can Ross get one once in a while? I just, I think that there's plenty he can build on from this game. Um, I know people think he tweaked his groin and he's going to be out a bunch of times and all that stuff. Based on how I talk to him, based on everything, I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, so we uh, we continue to roll on on a post-game edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. The offense was awful. They were awful. I'll have more on them later this week. They were just bad. I, I'm not going to harp on it because there's plenty of time to discuss. But what was good about the offense today? After the first drive, they were awful. And the defense didn't show up at all. I, I just I don't know where this team, what this team expected going into this game. I don't think they expected to lose like this. And from a defensive game plan standpoint, what was the plan? I know that the goal was, oh, let's put Brandon Wilson in there and we're going to play with three safeties and hope, hopefully try to take Alvin Kamara away. But when they started to run it up the gut with, with Mark Ingram and you had one less linebacker out there, what was the counterpunch, right? On offense, when you got stopped once or twice, what was the counterpunch? What were you going to bring out? What were you going to show? What... I didn't see the manufactured touches that I needed to see with 534 to go. That's the drive. Game ball game on the line, 534 to go in the first half. Show me something, Bill Lazor. Show me something, Andy Dalton. And I didn't see anything. That's the drive. And so it'll be interesting to see how they adjust and what they do this week in preparation for Baltimore, which they can get back on track. Let's get your reaction next. We'll get to the hotline. We'll get to your voicemails. I'll react to them as we roll on. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Support for this podcast comes from The First One with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. 
What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. It's almost like sometimes before you even get in the industry, it's like you set up to fail. And there's so many moments where you can win, and the winning is great, but it's so many things that you go through to get to the win and so much more who tell their stories about their first hits that took them to the next level, changed their life, overlooked to being overbooked. When I was recording the song, I already knew it was gonna be a global hit. And I'm not joking, my G. I really felt it inside of me. I was like, I just can't wait to see a number one. Join me every Thursday with the first one drops only on Amazon Music. Let's go. We want the best of both worlds. We want a hybrid. A smarter hybrid cloud approach with IBM helps retailers manage supply chains with Watson AI while predicting demands with ease. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. The Locked on Bengals podcast rolls on. Let's get to your voicemails on the Bengals hotline. You can leave one at 513-666-0328. You can also follow me on Twitter. Tweet me. Give me your thoughts there. DMs are open at James Erpine. At Locked On Bengals, you can also reach me via email, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. Let's dive into these uh, these voicemails. Let's start. Let's go to Dallas. Joe in Dallas, and he's going to be surprised at the observation I have from his voicemail. Here's Joe. I just, I didn't even get to watch today's game. My boss is a Steelers fan. Gets me every Sunday at noon, which is when the games kick off here. Um, but it's just depressing. I'm so sick and tired of every goddamn game where we look like we have any chance of showing people, hey, we're a good team. We lose by God knows what. It's 38-42, God knows what right now, uh, to seven. I mean, Andy Dalton was an embarrassment, as always, when A.J. Green's gone. Uh, Marvin Lewis looks like the la- makes us look like the laughing stock of the NFL. I mean, honestly, I'm envious of the Browns because guess what? They at least get a new quarterback every three years and a little bit of hope. You know, it's just depressing. I'm sick of Dalton. I'm sick of everyone on this team. Uh, I'm sick of Terrell Austin just not knowing how to coach defense and maybe being the worst defensive coordinator in the NFL. He shouldn't have a job. I could do a better job. Ugh. This is just depressing. Um, I don't know. Fire all the coaches. Burn it all down. Start anew. I don't know. Can't wait to go 9-7 and seven and lose in the wild card round. Uh, who day, I guess. <laughs> That's Joe in Dallas. <laughs> who day, I guess. Here's the thing that I have there. And obviously, you know, fire all the coaches and stuff. And look, I, I will comment on that in just a second. If your boss is a Steelers fan, how petty does your boss have to be to schedule you every Sunday at noon? N- noon is when they play Texas time. Usually it's 1 p.m. Eastern, so it's one hour behind. Oh, my God. Man, Joe, you got to get a new boss, man. You better find some new work. Yeah, I, I just, you, you call in and I get you can't watch and I get you're frustrated. You just see, but you don't even know what the hell happened. Um, No, in all, all seriousness, though, I get your frustration. Uh, a lot of fans who did watch feel the way you did. You do. And I think that, I mean, probably, they probably should look at, at removing someone. Are, are you, and not that they will, but. Are you telling me after a bye week, Terrell Austin's defense should have given up 500-plus yards? And here's the dynamic I think is interesting. Marvin Lewis is a defensive guy. How much input does he have on Terrell Austin's defense? 
He might have all of it. We don't know. So Terrell Austin's taking the heat. Is Marvin Lewis in that defensive room getting in the way? Is Marvin Lewis in the room saying, oh, we should do this or we should do that? Now, I get it. Marvin was a great defensive coordinator. No doubt about it. But I'm just curious what the balance is. All right? Is it all Terrell? Is it 50-50? Is it 75 Marvin, 25 Terrell? I think that's a very interesting thing no one's really talking about. And something that we probably won't get the answer to, but something worth monitoring. Because let's be honest, if Terrell Austin only has 50% of the input and Marvin's got a lot his hands on the defense and I assume he would at this point with how bad they are and they remain that bad how much does Terrell Austin deserve how much blame with all the injuries if Marvin has a big hand in it as well so I don't know I I I think that I don't know if this defense can be fixed though I don't know if there is a fix I don't think it's just getting healthy uh, because by the time you get healthy the season's gonna go one way or the other so they need to figure it out now and they certainly haven't figured it out yet. Let's uh, let's continue. Let's go to the Locked On Bengals hotline. More voicemails. Hey, this is James from Amelia. Uh, watching this ridiculous Bengals game. Um, Bengals of right now gave up 51 points. And I realize next game against Baltimore is way more important than this. And everyone figured, oh, yeah, Bengals will lose against the Saints. But say the Bengals beat the Ravens and – they go on a little bit of a hot streak, just sneaking into the playoffs. What's the point of them making the playoffs if they're just most likely going to lose in the playoffs first round? Uh, this team has zero defense. Um, <laughs> it's just when you're in the playoffs, you have to play tough teams every week. And every time the Bengals play a tough team this year, they lose. They choked against the Steelers. They got their butt kicked against the Chiefs and this week, I mean, it's, it's probably worse than the Kansas City game. So uh, I don't know how this team can realistically make the playoffs and win and go on a little run. They may make the playoffs and lose in week, you know, 18 because that's technically what it would be. But this is it's just it's ridiculous. James, I appreciate the call. I think a lot of fans are with you. I think a lot of fans view the Bengals and like, oh, what's the point? What's the point? If we know how this ends, why would I put myself in this position again? Why would I buy in? Why would I fully invest? And I think that's been the case all season long. I do. I don't think you're alone. I think you're one of the majority <laughs> who view this team as a eh, average, slightly above average team that might be good enough to sneak into the playoffs and then lose week one, round one. Of the playoffs. I, I don't think you're alone at all. Uh, and I don't think you should feel bad about that. Here's what I will say. Um, th- they still have some winnable games. I mean, it's crazy to think. Th- this team's 5-4, and four, right? They still have two games against Cleveland, who did look good today. They have a game against Denver at home. They have a game against Oakland at home. And they go to Baltimore. All of which I think are winnable games if you have A.J. Green. You should win four of those if you have A.J. Green. The problem is, is I think the next two weeks they're going to be without number 18, and that's going to make it very, very tough. Let's continue to get your voicemails. I want to hear from you, and this is voicemail heavy. Let's get another one. James, this is Daryl from Atlanta. I've been texting you, and I'm in Cincinnati today. This, this is an embarrassment. I don't, you know, I know the Bengals won't do anything, but if they were any respectable organization, 
somebody would be biting the dust. I don't know. You know, I feel like it should be. I feel like it should be uh, maybe Marvin or Terrell Austin. I mean, I'm not even impressed with Bill Lazor because he doesn't use he doesn't use Joe Mixon. I mean, he forgets about him, and he was having a good game. So th- this organization is a dumpster fire. They won five games. They're five and four now. They may win another game or two, but they're not for real. The longevity of this organization is awful, and they don't deserve any fan support as far as I'm I'm concerned. And if I can tell any fans out there, don't buy any their tickets. Don't buy their products. I'm not going to tell anyone what to buy, what not to buy. I appreciate the, the call, and I appreciate the voicemail. Here, here's what I'll say. I get the frustration. I do. I get the frustration in, in this team really at at 3 and 1 and then they got the 4 and 1 really had an opportunity to win this fan base over and since then they're 1 and 3 their one win felt like a loss they've gotten their head kicked in twice two blowouts and the other loss was to the Steelers last second at home i mean it's really hard to lose 51 to 14 at home 51 to 14 5-1 to 1 for it's very hard so look Morale's going to be low. There aren't many wins that's going to win this that are going to win this fan base over anymore. There really aren't. Uh the the last one that I think really could do it would be on the road at Pittsburgh week 17 if that's the game that would give you a, a division championship or if that's the game that would vault you to the playoffs. Unfortunately, it might be too little too late. This Bengals team has to realize, and this is why, now you guys realize why I was so pissed off at the trade deadline when they didn't go get someone. You don't go get offense, and then you score seven points. The defense is not getting better. (laughs) The defense is going to be a a negative. It's going to be a weakness. You can't count on it. Even when they force turnovers, you can't count on those. So what you need is one of the best offenses in the game. That means high efficiency, up-tempo, Go get points. Go get more. Go get more. Go get more. Go get more. And right now, they don't have the weapons to do so. Now, when I was saying that, they still had number 18. And they were going to get 1-5. And they were going to have Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. And I still wanted someone else. Now, 18 isn't there. And they didn't go out and get anyone. So, imagine that. Imagine how bad it is. That's a problem. And Ross had a pretty good game. I think Boyd was okay. Those are... Those aren't the guys. Like, that's that's what we found out today. Tyler Boyd isn't that dude. All right? And Andy Dalton isn't that dude without A.J. Green. And I never want to hear that he is. I never want to hear that. Don't tell me it. Don't tell me it. Don't tell me it. Andy Dalton needs A.J. Green, not the other way around. Again, Andy Dalton needs A.J. Green, not the other way around. Period. This, to me, it's crazy. What The one bright spot I'd say is I, I thought John Ross looked pretty good. I, I did. I think he looked pretty good. I'm going to go back and, and, you know, I'll talk to Joe Goodberry. He's going to hopefully join me on the podcast tomorrow. We'll try to figure that out and go from there. But overall, this offense, they need to find a way. 28 is your man. After that, it's 1-5 and 8-3. And 8-3 and 1-5. Until 18 comes back, that's it. It's Ross, Boyd, Mixon, and Geo. 
And Gio wasn't 100% today. He was. It was one of those where they had a couple packages for him. I expect him to be 100% next week or close to it so where they can unleash him. You need them out on the field together. You need them out on the field together making plays. And uh, we'll go from there. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. That's going to do it for me today. Back at it tomorrow with Joe Goodberry. A, a reminder, please follow me on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's a big week. It's a big week. We're going into this Ravens game. And as a Bengals fan, I think if they drop the 5-5, five and five, a lot of you are going to be pressing panic. And rightfully so. You can't just bank on, oh, well, the schedule's easier. Oh, those are winnable games. It's going to be hard to beat Cleveland twice. It is. So beating Baltimore, it will go a long ways. Especially, I mean, they're going to have Lamar Jackson, it sounds like. We'll, uh, we'll have someone on from Baltimore who covers the Ravens later this week to discuss that and more. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening today. Back at it tomorrow with Joe Goodberry of The Athletic. Until then, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wildcard exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020 and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.